Hi there. Today, how about another news podcast? We know you love a news podcast and it's a really good way of practicing your English. And this is, of course, my edit of the news. There are hundreds of news stories out there, so I've selected just a few. I'll talk through them with you and I'll explain any difficult words. These are not necessarily the main news stories, as we say, but they're the ones that caught my eye. There's an idiom for you. To catch someone's eye. That means you noticed them. Hello, I'm Hilary and you're listening to Adept English. We will help you to speak English fluently. All you have to do is listen. So start listening now and find out how it works. And before we do any of that, don't forget that we have hundreds more podcasts available on our website at adeptenglish.com. You can download them in bundles of 50 for a small price. Visit our courses page to find these podcast bundles. And if you just want to help Adept English out without spending any money with us, then please subscribe to our channel on Spotify or on YouTube or any of the other places where Adept English is available. That helps more people find Adept English. So news in the last week, what caught my eye? Well, I was sad on Thursday to learn of the death of 79-year-old Christine McVeigh. You may not immediately recognise her name, but you may well know her voice and her songs. That's much more likely. If you like Fleetwood Mac, that's F-L-E-E-T-W-O-O-D and Mac, M-A-C, then it may become clearer. And if not, try listening to their music. If you type that in on YouTube, that's the name of the band, and perhaps a title like Songbird, S-O-N-G-B-I-R-D, that's my favourite. Or you could try You Make Loving Fun or Don't Stop. They're also well-known Christine McVeigh songs, or even Sweet Little Lies. They're old songs, but they're good ones. And you may find that you know them even if you've never heard of Fleetwood Mac. She was an English singer-songwriter with a mainly American band. I'm reminded of that phrase that we use sometimes in English, the soundtrack of our lives. And what we mean by this is that music finds its way into our consciousness. We don't really notice until the maker of that music is gone. Fleetwood Mac Rumours is probably one of the best albums of all time, certainly the best selling. What part of my life does Fleetwood Mac Rumours remind me of? Well, driving through France as a child with my sister and brother-in-law in the car with Fleetwood Mac Rumours on a loop, looping on repeat. What else is in the news? Well, I had a comment last week. When are you going to talk about the World Cup? So here we are. I don't know what it is. Normally, I love the World Cup, but I haven't really paid much attention to it this year. This year in Qatar. That's Q-A-T-A-R in English. However, now that England are through the group stage, 
I feel that maybe they need support and I will be watching. That's often the kiss of death, of course. I'm not going to say too much about England's fortunes. World Cups are a painful business. It's too hard to watch. Wales are already out, of course, but I'm also aware that between me making this recording and you being able to listen to it, England have their match with Senegal. So I'm not going to say very much because I don't know what will have happened in that match by the time you're listening to this. There's been all sorts of controversy around this World Cup in Qatar from the cost of building the stadia. So stadia, S-T-A-D-I-A, is the plural of stadium, as in football stadium. The cost of building the stadia, the suitability of Qatar to hold a World Cup, and of course the number of people who died building the stadia. That's a whole other story. And this World Cup has been notorious so far. And forgive the biblical reference here, notorious for David and Goliath moments. If that's not familiar to you, what I mean is that there have been giant slaying teams. So Germany crashed out of the World Cup as Japan beat Spain. Belgium ranked second in the world were knocked out after a goalless draw with Croatia and a drubbing by Morocco. A drubbing. D-R-U-B-B-I-N-G. That means a thorough beating. And Morocco actually won their group. As it stands today, Friday, Uruguay are currently bottom of their group, but they are due to play Ghana later today. So, of course, that could change. But Saudi Arabia beat Argentina and Mexico are already out. What's going on? Is there a new world order being established in football? I don't know. But I think I'll be watching that England game against Senegal, just in case. A BBC News quote on the day I'm recording this, this podcast. It says, US President Joe Biden has said that he would be ready to meet Russia's Vladimir Putin if in fact there is an interest in him deciding that he's looking for a way to end the war. Biden was meeting with Emmanuel Macron, the French president, and apparently had been on the phone for over an hour with German Chancellor Olaf Scholz. But at this point, Vladimir Putin has not expressed interest in such a meeting. The BBC News reports that Russia says the West's refusal to recognise new territories seized from Ukraine makes peace talks harder. So what stands in the way? Putin has said he will not do talks, peace talks, unless new Russian territories, in quotation marks, within Ukraine are recognised. And in fact, Joe Biden is saying that he'll not talk with Putin until Russia leaves Ukraine. I think that sounds like the same old stalemate, doesn't it? I don't think that's actually any further forward. I know that Russia are accused of committing war crimes in Ukraine, but this is not going to end until there are peace talks. And the cost of the conflict just keeps getting higher and higher in different ways. Other news, Harry and Meghan have released a 60-second trailer for their new Netflix documentary. 
no doubt full of more revelations about the royal family. This seems timed, say the newspapers, to coincide with Prince William and Catherine's visit. So the Duke of Cambridge and the Duchess of Cambridge, their visit to the United States, almost as though to upstage it and to ruin any positive PR that it might generate. The other thing this week which ruined the positive PR at the palace, an incident was reported at a charity function. There was an event at the palace, that means Buckingham Palace, attended by various people who work for domestic violence charities. And at that event was a black British woman, Ngozi Fulani, who is the chief of one of these particular charities. She was in conversation with Lady Susan Hussey, age 83, and one of Queen Elizabeth's ladies-in-waiting, the late Queen Elizabeth, of course. And a lady-in-waiting is a member of the royal household who attends to somebody's personal care. So she knew the Queen very, very well. The problem was, in their conversation, Lady Hussey asked repeatedly, but where are you from? And Ngozi Fulani replied, I'm a British citizen. I was born here. But Lady Hussey ploughed on. But where are you actually from? But where are you actually from? Lady Susan Hussey has since resigned her honorary position. Honorary means she works for free. She's resigned her position and made a full apology. To make matters worse, not only was she lady-in-waiting to the Queen, but she's also Prince William's godmother. Not good PR for the palace. One more story. Apparently, there is a problem currently with rats in New York City. And the city have been advertising for a rat sar. Rat, R-A-T, like a big mouse, but with teeth. And rats carry disease and live in sewers. Think of the film Ratatouille. That's a rat. And the word Tsar? Well, the Tsars, T-S-A-R, were Russian leaders in times past. But when we use that in modern English, we mean an expert, a leader, someone who is going to advise us. So, for example, in the UK before we've had drug Tsars who have been there to help us with formulating the best policy to tackle drug problems on our streets. So a rat czar, or more officially the job title is a director of rodent mitigation. A director of rodent mitigation to fight the Big Apple's real enemy. Well, of course, the Big Apple means New York City and mitigation, M-I-T-I-G-A-T-I-O-N, that's when you make something less or you make something better. That's the noun mitigation. So apparently the numbers of rats in New York City have been getting out of control since October this year. And apparently some of the citizens of New York have been taking their dogs, mainly terriers, down to certain streets in Manhattan to catch the rats to help with the effort. Rat gestation period. That's gestation. It means how long it takes to make babies. Rat gestation period is only 21 days and there are 8 to 10 rat babies per litter. 
So they do increase very quickly. It's estimated that there are over 2 million rats in New York City, one for every four New Yorkers, apparently. But then Boston and Philadelphia have even more rats, even bigger rat problems. <laughs> anyway, if you fancy applying for the job of Rodent Mitigation Officer or Rat Czar, then it's paid $170,000 per year. Not a bad salary. Not quite sure what sort of experience they're expecting you to have. Anyway, there's a quick tour of some news in the UK and around the world this week. Use it to practice your English language understanding, of course. Great listening practice. Listen to it quite a few times until you understand all the words and any vocabulary that's new to you. Enough for now. Have a lovely day. Speak to you again soon. Goodbye. Thank you so much for listening. Please help me tell others about this podcast by reviewing or rating it. And please share it on social media. You can find more listening lessons and a free English course at adeptenglish.com.